Welcome to today's edition of Beat to the Fire, where we're always challenging the status quo. For more cutting-edge commentary, go to feettothefire.org. That is feet, the number two, thefire.org. And now your host. Well, it is confirmed. AOC is a complete nut job. Although I think, I think honestly, we already knew that. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the crazed socialist leftist liberal representative from New York, by the way, previously a bartender. That's the kind of statesman we're getting nowadays. After the legacy that the founding fathers left us, we get angry community organizing bartenders to reach the highest offices in our esteemed republic. AOC is continuing to lose her mind. Welcome to Feet to the Fire. This is your host, Sergio Fassa. It is Friday Follies. Let's roll along. Post-millennial, this is why she lost her mind, because this is the breaking news on Thursday. Minnesota Representative Ilhan Omar, which uh, was was coming coming this week, it was predicted, who has a, she has a long history of anti-Semitic remarks. The extreme anti-American radical Muslim woman from Minnesota, she was removed from her position on the House Foreign Affairs Committee in a 218 to 211 party line vote. And I just have to say, wow, thank you that the Republican Party in Congress, the majority, is actually doing things that it would, it said it would do, which you know, we have like, um, forgive the in- politically incorrect expression, but we, we kind of have battered wife syndrome over decades with the establishment Republicans because they say, oh, we'll do this, we'll do this, we'll do this, just elect us. They get elected, they don't do any of it. They compromise and moderate and become spineless. But Kevin McCarthy, you know, those conservative voices out there, uh, Mark Levin, Donald Trump, looks like they were right. Kevin McCarthy's doing it. Kicked this nut- nutcase off of the Foreign Affairs Committee. Breaking, the RNC research tweeted this, after years of unapologetic anti-Semitism and a startling lack of judgment on foreign policy, Democrat Ilhan Omar has been removed from the Foreign Affairs Committee. Every Democrat opposed it, obviously. Uh, She hates Israel, by the way, and demands that we boycott Israel, a, a massive major world ally and our number one ally in the Middle East, which is constantly filled with turmoil because of the theocratic, radical Muslim nations out there all trying to take over and kill each other. And Israel is our uh, free republic ally, potent ally over there, and she hates them and hates our country. So she's gone. So what happens? AOC runs to the microphone. This is from Washington Examiner, blasting House Republicans for their, that's right, racism. Because if you do anything critical of someone with a, with a darker skin color, uh, what is called, quote unquote, a minority, which I hate all those class and race structures anyway and categories, but using their terminology, if you criticize anyone that's female or minority, you're a racist and a misogynist. AOC denounced House Republicans for issuing a targeted attack against her fellow squad member, Rep. Ilhan Omar, ahead of a House vote to oust the latter from her position. Right, right. This has nothing to do with policy. We're just targeting this woman for racism. You you watch the AOC video and she's like yelling. 
I think one of the things that we should talk about and what is one of the disgusting legacies after 9-11 has been the targeting and racism against Muslim Americans throughout the United States of America. Hold the phone. What are you talking about? No one, no one does that. This is total deceptive rhetoric. No one's targeting Muslim Americans. But the fact that we say that Islam is a radical religion of violence, read its book and see the history and legacy of it. Don't, don't call us racist or discriminatory for that. No, I didn't say every Muslim's a terrorist. That's not true. But it is a religion of terrorism and murder and thuggery and oppression, particularly aimed at women. So when we tell the truth about these things, don't turn around and say, oh, it's a, hist- a-, a legacy of, there's no legacy of violence or aggression against Muslims since 9-11. In fact, the only thing we've seen since 9-11, guess what? On, on the violence spectrum is we've seen more terror attacks from, from radical Muslims here in America and abroad. I.e., remember, for instance, like, for example, such as the uh, Fort Hood massacre. I believe that was, correct me if I'm wrong, a extremist terrorist. Act. And they never call it terrorism. I think the shoot, there's a shooting in California. I mean, it's, it's constant Muslim terrorism. Get out of here. And this is an extension, she says, of that legacy, Ocasio-Cortez said in a House speech on Thursday. There is nothing consistent with the Republican Party's continued attack except for the racism and the incitement of violence against women of color in this body. Are you kidding me, you privileged little? What a snotty attitude. Privileged in one of the highest offices in the land, as a woman, as a Hispanic, and you have the gall, the brazen nerve to say that people, women of color, are targeted for assault and attack and threatened in Congress? She's, she's out of her mind. This is completely idiotic. And I, I keep thinking, I might, on Feet to the Fire, I might lift the ban, the personal ban, on use of the word idiot and moron. I might open it up to that. Here's why. Because they're synonymous with the word fool, which fool is a, is a biblical word. But idiot and moron are a little bit more in the vernacular. But we're, we're considering it. Feet to the Fire administration and the board of directors, which is comprised of, oh, wait, me, and uh, a couple other uh, tech friends. Uh, we're, I'm, we might lift the ban. Not yet. But this is idiotic. And this, you know, you wonder, uh, do these folks, uh, are they just lying and they know they're lying and they're, and they're using this rhetoric on purpose to deceive, or are they really deceived and they believe this crud coming out of their mouths? And I think it's both. I think they know it's rhetoric because socialists and community organizers and Marxists know how to manipulate through language. But I also think they're deceived. I think they believe this stuff. But what drives me nuts, and I've said it so many times, is this use of people of color, women of color, this color thing. All it has done is it's done to broaden the umbrella to uh, to encompass more victim groups, to consolidate more angry, disparate cohorts that can then become a voting block. What, just because you have darker skin, you've been picked on? Indians, Hispanics, what else? Southeast Asians? Blacks, everything, people of color. It's completely ridiculous and an absurd notion that women of color are being picked on and threatened in Congress when you're, you're at the top, AOC. I, it's, it's intolerable. Okay, let's keep going. Now, I have to ask this. It's Friday Follies, and we're almost halfway through. I got to get on with this stuff. But listen, wh- why? I love my dear listening audience. I've got a lot of faithful listeners. Why, why is it that everybody want, is just 
want, was waiting for me to say I love Ron DeSantis. I, guys, I love Ron DeSantis. I, I've never said I don't love Ron DeSantis, but I'll tell you what, okay? It, it's like people are waiting for me to like turn. I, I, I love Ron DeSantis. Trump is the candidate for 2024 and he needs to run. Doesn't mean I don't love Ron. It means Ron needs to wait. And here's why. Because Trump is uh, on record our most popular and best conservative that we've seen in at least a generation or more since Reagan. And in certain ways, I hate to say it, uh, dominated even Reagan. But, but okay, listen, Roe v. Wade overturned Trump's Supreme Court nominees. Come on. He is our most popular and most effective conservative president, Republican president, politician by, by incredible margins in a generation or more. And, and number two, the election was stolen. The election was stolen. The election was stolen. Don't steal my Lamborghini. And then tell me that you're going to give me, oh, well, we'll give you a Mustang instead. No, you know what? Give me my Lamborghini back. And as payment for damage, when the time comes, I'll take the Mustang too. Okay, here's my point. Trump needs to run and he's popular. And I think he's going to win the primary and anybody who goes up against him is, it's unwise. And I think if they reform the elections, he's a winner in 2024. He won in 2020. He won in 2016. He won in 2020 by even more huge margins in 2016. So it's Trump all the way. Ron just has to wait. So Ron is playing with this idea of running. And so Trump tweeted this or truthed this out recently. I love it. Remember, I was 233 to 20 in the midterms. He's correct about that. No matter, no matter how much the media tries to spin that the midterms were a MAGA loss, it was not. It was a resounding victory for all the Trump-endorsed candidates. I was 233 wins to 20 losses in the midterms and got 1.2 million votes more than Ron DeSanctimonious in the great state of Florida. He's talking in 2020. Correct. <laughs> it's true. He got more votes in 2020 than Ron in Ron's own state as governor, where he's very popular. And also, Trump continued, 12 million more votes in 2020 than in 2016 and won the election. Thank you, Trump's right again for saying the truth and sticking in everybody's face. And like I've said, where is Ron on election fraud? Ron, if he's worth his weight as a conservative, would endorse Trump and would say the election was stolen and would say that we're going to continue to riding, riding the Trump wave and would admit his, his uh, consistency with MAGA. Ron's, Ron's MAGA. He should say he's MAGA. He's governing MAGA. Get on board, Ron. And then Trump put this video up a video of DeSantis. I don't know. It was maybe not recent. I'm not sure where he got it, but it's a video of DeSantis saying, maybe it was recent. Uh, you know, I would be a different kind of leader, more like a Paul Ryan. What? Detonating. That is, I don't worry. I love Ron, but that is detonating against Ron. Way to go, Trump. Put it out there. Paul Ryan is the poster child of establishment Republican next to Mitch McConnell. Paul Ryan came in with the majority uh, 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 when Obama was in office, I believe. Yeah, yeah, he was. Majority leader in the House. And then he was there with Trump. Did not work well with Trump. He showed his cards as establishment. Was not the conservative he pretended to be. Same old story of yeah, yeah, yeah. Promised to be conservative and then becomes a compromising moderate and then leaves Congress because he didn't want to work with Trump anymore. Paul Ryan's the worst. And there you have Ron saying, I'll be like a Paul Ryan. No, thank you. Don't want it. By the way, we'll talk about Carrie Lake next week on Monday because she's just kicking butt. Okay, here we go as fast as we can.
You know, I said that Friday Follies, although I got distracted by AOC, should really be climate change hysteria because that's all that keeps coming up in the news. And maybe on Monday, I'll read more from these articles. It's insane. Theblaze.com, Biden taps climate alarmist Kim Cobb for intelligence advisory board. Biden's new advisor is a climate alarmist and scientist, listen to this, who claimed to have suffered an acute, quote, an acute mental health crisis as a result of Trump's 2016 victory. These people are insane. You know, this is so fun. I love doing this show. I wish we'd go past 15 minutes, but you know, podcasts, you keep them short uh, and, and keep, keep the folks uh, begging for more. What's he going to say about Ron next week and Trump? Uh, well, listen, here, this is, listen to this insanity. This lady was bedridden, she said. Now, the President's Intelligence Advisory Board, uh, Dwight D. Eisenhower created that in the 50s, and here are the alumni. This is from the article. People who filled this role before, a Medal of Honor recipient, a steel magnate, Secretary of Defense, a retired admiral, and a former state governor. But now joining the board is Kim Cobb, a climate alarmist, who admittedly was left bedridden as a result of the American people's election of former President Donald Trump. She reported that she would sob sporadically and obsess over the question, how could my country do this? And she had to confront the possibility that, quote, there was a veritable tidal wave of people who don't care about climate change and put personal interest above the body of scientific information that I had contributed to. See how it's so personal with her? I've done all this science work and they don't believe me. You're right. No one cares, Kim, because it's a hoax. Your profession is a joke. You investigate fabricated unicorns. That's how ridiculous it is. And these people were bedridden. They, it's, it's a state on the mental disorder of liberals and leftists. When Obama won, listen, in 2012, it was horrible. We woke up, put our pants on one leg at a time, like we do every other day, and went to work. It stunk, and we continued with our lives. These people can't get out of bed. Hysterical. By the way, Bobert, uh, Bobert said, Representative Bobert, Republican Colorado, awesome. She said this in Congress, so good. Gun-free zones are the most dangerous places in our country. A plus for that. And she said the Second Amendment is absolute. It's here to stay. A recent report states that Americans own 46% of the world's guns. I think we need to get our numbers up, boys and girls. Yes, Bobert, awesome in Congress. Next, internal Biden memo shows from Fox News that it was serious about banning gas stoves before public uproar. Richard Trumka, Biden appointed him to serve in the five-person Consumer Product Safety Commission, CPSC. What the heck is that? They make rules for our kitchens? Another, another bureaucratic uh, office, bureaucratic entity that just makes draconian rules we all have to follow. Well, they were serious about getting rid of gas stoves. No kidding. These climate wackos are always serious. He wrote to a fellow commissioner there was sufficient evidence for the agency to move forward with a notice of proposed rulemaking, NPR, notice of proposed rulemaking. They just... Isn't, isn't legislation supposed to come from the body of elected legislative representatives called, oh, I don't know, Congress? No, they just make rules. Guys, this is the bloated bureaucratic state. This is socialism. Trump's memo was entitled, NPR proposing ban on gas stoves, indoor air quality. Need for gas stoves regulation has reached a boiling point, the commissioner wrote. We have the responsibility to ban consumer products that emit hazardous substances, particularly when that harms children 
under the Federal Hazardous Substances Act, right? Because gas stoves harm children. But you see what they do? It's in your best interest. Give us your rights. Give us your liberty. It's in your best interest that we control you and that you get to eat mud cakes made on uh, over cooked over firewood in your tiny little shack that you've been given, your government-issued shack, because we own and control everything. Trump connoted, and here it is, the two largest cities, New York City and Los Angeles, already banned gas stoves in new construction for health and bingo, here it is, inequity reasons. That, that's all you need. That secret word hidden deep down in the article. Why are they doing this? Inequity. It's a pretense of health and safety and uh, climate change advocacy, but the real thing is inequity. It's not fair that the poor don't have it and the rich do, and in the name of equity, we need to institute top-down government control, i.e. socialism, the uh, overtaking and the abolishing of individuality in property ownership and ownership over your own life, governing your own life. We need to abolish that in the name of equity. Nobody gets gas stoves. We confiscate all the property. We distribute it equally. And you live in a mud hut and eat mud pies over firewood. That, that, you, th you think this is, this is extreme. This is what's going on in the world. And this is their ideology. Let justice roll down like waters, American righteousness, like an overflowing stream. Don't believe the hype out there. Leftists are as loony as it appears and climate change is their biggest obsession. We miss stuff. We'll get to it next week. Come back on Monday. Biden has more climate plans. You know, the Chinese had a police station in New York City. Have a great weekend. We'll see you there.